crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. To the Dirt, which is a Motley Crue drama based on a book, I guess, compiled by Mot- the members of Motley Crue. Um, and then Netflix made a film, and it came out like uh, I don't know, two or three days ago. Dave's like, "Oh, I'll do I'll do a, a box office," and then I was like, hmm, "Well, we can probably talk for twenty minutes about Motley Crue." And then I, then, my, then my thought after that was. I watched Vince Neil on a reality show on the CW it's called Surreal Life. <laughs> I forgot about that. And show. they bring up his daughter that died of cancer on there. Spoiler alert, because that happened in real life. It's in the book. It's in the movie. But, um, like, he goes to church with MC Hammer and, like, breaks down crying about his daughter. And then, like, and, and rightly so. I'm not knocking his emotions, but, right. you know, it was an episode of the Surreal Life about Vince Neil and talking about how he's still an alcoholic and then blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. I just watched a clip of them during their retirement concert. That like mm. the movie talks about them doing a retirement concert in like 2015. Mm-hmm. And I know Vince Neil still sings, but it, I, I don't like the footage that I played. He's like way off key. He's really out of tune. I I don't even understand what he's saying. Like I hear like every other fifth or sixth word that he's trying to sing, but he has no levels. Like he just sounds like he's talking into the microphone. And there's a woman on stage, like, filling in for the parts of the chorus that she knows. But no one is singing the entire song. And then it's cutting to the other band members still playing their instruments. And, uh, (laughs) so I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe it's good they retired. Who I actually have the... (laughs) But if you watch this movie, you understand why they'll need to retire. Uh, Well, yeah, well, they were on drugs or their bodies were breaking down. I mean, one of... I didn't realize one of the band members had, like, his spine was fusing together, or some, some kind of disorder where his spine was fusing together. I didn't yeah, know Yeah, he, he had basically DD, or what they call DDD, or degenerative disc disease. Yeah, I don't know much um, about him, and he's one of the guitarists. I don't know he was my He's by far my favorite character in the movie. Oh, uh, he's the most level guy. He's actually, the, like, as far as my attitude is now, I relate to him the most. Like, I basically walk around getting very angry... At stupidity. Right. And, like, he's well, the same way, but he's in a lot of pain. But my, dude, my, I don't know what I did, because, I mean, obviously I'm not famous, I'm not, a, I'm, like, I'm not a stunt car driver, and I haven't been in a ton of movies where I've had to jump out of windows or, like, you know, bounce right. off cars, but I did have a super rough life where I did a bunch of crazy shit, and, like, it's really fucking catching up to me, like, I'm still trying to recover from this car accident, no fault of my own. But anyway, I have a torn ligament in my leg, Oof. and it's it's not only is it fucking killing me, like, my whole body, like, the only thing that kept me in shape for years and years was, like, swimming, so my muscles stayed loose. Mm-hmm. I feel like that guy. He His back was fusing together. I feel like my whole body is one wooden plank that doesn't bend. You know, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm like, what the hell's going on? I'm not, I'm like, and we're in this weird place. Like, we're not at the top of the mountain. We're not at the bottom of the hill either. 
Right. We're like in between our absolute youth and being immortal and setting into middle age and then thinking about pondering fucking death. Like we're we're almost like right in the middle. And I'm like I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to feel in this much physical pain every day. And then like then you had me you had me watch this movie, right? Mm. Some of the scenes are too fucking real, man. Like Okay, it's not heavy on plot, but it hits a, it hits on a couple of notes that like you could see like why people end up in bands or why people go to Hollywood and try to do something. Mm-hmm. There's a couple moments that hit those chords, and you're just like, "Fuck!" Like I called my friend and I was like, "I want to go to a motel in like Washington State and sit on the beach, write some poetry, or like write a book, or like uh, somehow encapsulate a like I don't know." I mean, I mean, they got to try it. At least they went out there and they they got to try it. But then they get really fucked up. It's funny that they touched on like uh, Tommy, what's his name's anger. Yeah, well, I mean, a um, little bit. Well, yeah, um, that was one thing I appreciate appreciated about the movie is like um, I'm actually starting to read the book, so um, but Are I you? haven't gotten yeah, Dang. but I'm I've I've only started it, so I yeah. haven't gotten all the way through, but um. Like, uh, what I've read so far and what I've seen in the movie, like, they kind of seem to pick and choose just the right amount of things uh, uh-huh. because, you know, you're not going to condense every single thing from a, like, 500-page book into hour yeah. 45. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I think they get the spirit right, and I also appreciate that they don't, like, stray away from, like, the uglier stuff, like mm-hmm. you said, Tommy's anger or, like, the fact that he, like, punches his fiance in the face. Oh, that's I mean, just the beginning. Like, if you read about his latest exploits, like, I think he got into a fight with his teen- his teenage son. Recently, mm. or maybe maybe the kid's not a teenager anymore. Maybe he's a f- full-grown adult. But yeah, he like beat the shit out of his son recently. That was like uh, maybe one or two years ago now, or maybe it's maybe it's sooner than that. I don't know. <laughs> Class act. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, like that's the thing about creative people is like you wonder, man. You wonder if that creativity comes out of this out of a really dark place, and like it's the only light that's there. You know what I mean? Well, like, well, he was the one that, I mean, even in the movie, they said he had like the best upbringing. Or like, yeah, like, he's like completely. Most... Yeah, what he's like, he's like completely average until he starts punching things, right? <laughs> like, right. And Nikki uh, Six was the one that like grew up with a hard, hard childhood. Oh man, yeah, uh, hated his mother. And if the movie's right, he tried to get away from her by like faking abuse, but she was really abusive. Yeah, but that particular day, he faked it, but he wanted to get out of there so bad. Well, they they really condense his story, like his um. His childhood is a really big you know, part of the book. You know what, though? I thought he actually OD'd and died. I didn't even realize that he was still alive and, and making music and had, like, two other bands. I didn't know. I thought he was fucking dead. Well, so most everybody did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man. Um, hey, is it the best Netflix movie? Probably not. Are you going to see another Motley Crue movie? Probably not. I don't even think there's a documentary about him, but... Um... No, but I'd like to see a good one because I mean, again, uh, I don't, I can't say I'm a huge fan of the music, but I mean, their story was interesting. And like I said, I'm reading the book, and the book's uh, interesting, but you know, you can only, again, you can only condense so much into I, hour forty five. So and I'm kind of glad I, they went with that length too, oh, yeah. because I mean, it didn't need to go on and on and on as a movie either. No, it's like a perfect length. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't talk about Pam, uh, like Pamela Lee Anderson and fucking Tommy Lee. You know, because well, like, I, because I think that was like post. Uh, the only reason I can figure that is because that was kind of post motley crew technically oh um, see i thought maybe she was the woman that was in the tabloids that the that heather locklear got pissed off about but maybe that's a completely different woman i don't know uh it's possible but i know that like their whole thing was like after motley crew had already broken up the first time or we're kind of done yeah 
I didn't realize Shout at the Devil was a Motley Crue song. Yeah. Um, and it, or uh, Girls, Girls, Girls. Mm-hmm. And I Dr. noticed... Feel Good? Yeah. I, so I've noticed well, there's a, quite a few Motley Crue songs in the Detroit Rock City soundtrack then, huh? Some of these songs pop up, not just... Not, I thought it was just only Kiss music, but some of these other songs popped up in there. I think. I think they um, pop up in that movie. I'm not sure if that uh, that one did, but um, I know Running with the Devil was in Detroit Rock City, and that was Van Halen. Oh, maybe I'm getting confused with that song. See, every rock band seems to have a song about the devil. Right. <laughs> they go hand in hand, want to piss off their parents or whatever. Um, so in honor of this movie, you know what? I dug out a list of these doc- rock documentaries that I'm always talking about, and mm. I looked up in this. Uh, I looked up some old ones that we're familiar with, and I made like a list. They're not all documentaries. Some of these are like based on musicians lives and their adaptations just like this one is mm. um but like i made a little list here um do you remember the tina turner movie that came out oh like, what's all got to do with it? yeah with angela that's Bassett. a great movie actually yeah that's like one of her best movies she does a great job well she was nominated for best uh angela Bassett was nominated for best actress for yeah. it so was um so was um Lawrence fishburne for best actor oh dang is that for, turner Shoot. yeah uh, did you turn in, tune into, uh, Straight Outta Compton? About Easy uh, and Ice Cube and the rivalry with Dr. Dre and all that shit? Yeah. I really like that movie, actually. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And it's funny that Ice Cube's kid's in it, playing him. <laughs> kind of funny. Um, yeah. their early music is actually pretty good. Um. That first album was great. Yeah, that's the thing. And then, like, of course, everybody comes around. <laughs> Uh, I know you like the parody of Walk the Line. I know you like Walk, Walk Hard. Hard. Yeah. I actually love that movie. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I know that. But it kind of takes a little bit of fire out of the actual movie Walk the Line about Johnny Cash's life. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, it does because it's, you know, Walk Hard. But, I mean, it really takes the piss out of all fucking biopic movies. Biopics. Yeah. This one's not a biopic, but it feels like it could be. But... It's based on Cameron Crowe's work and like writing he did for Rolling Stone, and so he compiled a bunch of personalities, and mm-hmm. and obviously like he probably, I mean he probably gets sued if he told you who the bands were that he included in these stories, you know. Um, well, the main uh, the the main band um, was Stillwater's, based basically on uh, uh, Almond Brothers band. Oh, Almond Brothers, yeah. So so what we're talking about is Almost Famous, which is if you love Philip Seymour Hoffman. This is a list of a handful of movies you gotta fucking see him in. And, yeah, uh, for sure. It's fucking crazy that he's dead, but what the fuck? I mean, same thing. I think he got into heroin just like Nikki Six. Um, yeah. Deep into heroin. Deep, deep. Never came out. Um, but Almost Famous is a great fucking movie. <laughs> if you wanna, you wanna, like, watch that movie and know, like, what, uh, get an idea of what it feels like to be a band on the road and, like, Having and having your own dramas amongst your band members. Um, watch that movie. Then you got The Doors in 91. This is probably Val Kilmer's best movie. Besides Willow. <laughs> Him playing uh, uh, Jim Morrison. Yeah, all the way, one of his best performances. Yeah, and all the way up to when Jim Morrison is writing, like, I think it's called American Poems. He's like writes a book of poems once the band breaks up, and he's like, his fame is dying. Mm. It's a pretty interesting part of the movie, anyway. Um, then you got Crazy Heart, which is a total work of fiction, but has like 
I think the didn't the songwriter win like an Academy Award for the song? I think he did. T Bone T Bone Burnett. I'm almost yeah. Did. Yeah. And uh, Crazy Heart's about like an old country singer that has to get sober, and then he is on tour with a younger country singer played by um, Guy in the Lobster. What's his name? Oh, uh, Colin Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell plays a younger guy that was inspired by the older guy. And what's funny is Crazy Heart came out years before uh, the new version of A Star is Born, but the relationship of the brothers in A Star is Born is kind of like the relationship of these two guys in this movie. Mm -hmm. um, great actors in both films. I mean, you got Jeff Bridges in Crazy Heart, and you, as you said, Colin, and then in the other one is, uh, shit, their names are escaping Bradley me. Cooper and Bradley Cooper and Sam Elliott. Yeah, Cooper and Sam Elliott. Um... Then you got, did you ever see the Charlie Bird movie about the jazz musician called Bird? Came out in 88. It's an Eastwood movie. But it's got, uh, um, No, I'm, I'm aware of it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's got, uh, geez, he was just in a Forrest Star Whitaker. I know yeah. That. yeah, it's Forrest Whitaker. Ghost Dog, if anybody's seen that movie where this guy lives on a rooftop and, you know. <laughs> takes care of pigeons and, yeah, uh, and lives by guys. Yeah, and lives by the Kota Bushido. Um, oh, and then you got the Buddy Holly story. Probably the only movie that Gary Busey's ever been nominated for. You know, I've never actually sat and watched that movie. I, I've only gotten halfway through it, but the reason I watched it is because it relates to an incident involving Richie Valens. It's the same flight, the same plane. Um, and Richie Valens is like, this is one of um, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips' best movies. He plays Richie uh -huh. Valens in La Bamba. Man. I, that is, I have such a soft spot for that movie. Oh, like, well, uh, yeah. La Bamba's that was a great. That was a, a staple in my household growing up. La Bamba? The whole yeah. family sits down and watches it? Yeah, you, you joke, but yeah, for reals. <laughs> no, no, I get it, man. I, I think I sat down with uh, my brothers and watched it. I don't know if I watched it. I may have watched it with one of my parents, but... Um... Richie! Oh, Richie! Man, no. Richie! <laughs> oh, man. It's a fucking great scene. I would, the one edge image of that movie that always sticks in my head is in the very beginning when they're uh, ripping apart the rattlesnake and seeing, like, the the innards move around. Or uh. I don't remember that part. I just remember on the bridge right there. I think it's over Los Angeles River, right? Isn't he just standing so. on the little tiny bridge and, like, the camera's pulling away from him and he's just, like, screaming his brother's name? I think so. Yeah. And you get the impression from the family in the movie that the wrong brother died. They took the wrong one. <laughs> the wrong yeah, yeah, the wrong kid died. For all the, for all the walk I brought it people. back around. <laughs> See, uh, oh, man. Uh, there's a British movie with Bill Nighy, early 90s. It's called Still Crazy. Yeah, I can't remember if I've seen that or not. I want to say I have. That's oh, pretty good. The band is a little bit queeny, but also kind of like the door. They're a little bit like the Who and the mm. Doors, maybe. It's all like all three of those bands kind of mixed together. Um, yeah, it's like a 70s band, and then they, they think the lead singer is dead, and really he's just, like, on a sabbatical. Everybody thinks he's dead, but then they find him, and they're trying to bring him back into the fold, so he'll record more music with them. Uh, is it Billy? What's the name of the... There's a famous Scottish comedian. Billy Collins? Yes, Conway? he was the guy who played the dad in, uh, in Boondock Saints. He's in this yes. movie as their roadie, so if you want to see him in a roadie role... Check this one out. It's actually one of his best roles, actually, besides playing the dad in Boondock Saints. So, you know, he crops up in a couple of different movies, but he's pretty good in this movie. Um, and then I think I, I might have said this already before, that I think the most comprehensive, with archival footage, new interviews, and, like, getting the, the dirt, right, 
Mm. Um, is the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the History of the Eagles documentary that's in two parts. And it's like a six-hour thing. Each one's that's like three pretty, hours. pretty intense documentary. Or, I mean, pretty in-depth. Yeah, it is. Cause there's a even... lot of shit I did not know. I didn't know they were like started off as like... Um, uh, bandmates of uh, Lynn Rodstadt or uh, yeah. backup players. Or like living in the same apartment building as Jackson Brown. Right. And like dating a famous, was it Carol Brown? Who was the famous singer that one of them was dating? Carol King? Yeah, Carol King. And like they were opening for her shows at one point. And then like the drama of the band members that came and went and the people that got replaced and like just cut. Like I get this impression of like these famous bands. They very quickly are like. They're so business at certain points that they'll just they'll cut your throat and kick you out of the band if it threatens right. the band if it threatens like the whole band you, you know. Well, Glenn Frey in particular was a pretty big dick. Mm. Like uh, you know, and of course he just died like in a year or two ago. Yeah, now his son tours with the band. Oh, does he really? Yeah, it's crazy. Huh. And then Dave brought this up last time. If you want to show like like the little guy versus the whole world, and you're just trying to keep your dream alive, is Anvil. Anvil, the story of Anvil. Yeah. Oh, such a good doc. So here's a newer one, also about brothers. One's a famous rock star, and the other one is making behind-the-scenes videos on tour with him, and then his brother kind of forces him to make a movie, because one of the brothers is uber-successful and focused and concentrated, and the other brother is lackadaisical and can't focus on anything. Have you ever seen Mistaken for Strangers? Where... Yeah. Where Tom Berenger goes on tour with his brother, Matt Berenger, who is a member of The the Natural. He's like the lead singer. Hmm. Mm-mm. Oh, man. Oh, man. That one's up your alley. Because, like, you see scenes where the lead singer is yelling at his brother and, and, like, he's renting... Okay, so the unemployed brother who's making the documentary is living in, like, the extra room at the singer's house. With mm-hmm. the singer's wife and kid and child or whatever. And he's got, like, all these post-its on the wall of scenes he's supposed to cut together from the mm-hmm. first half of the tour. And he he's, like, cutting on a Macintosh, right? Mm-hmm. So he's totally, like, you know, final cutting it. Like, like the days, like, our film school days. You know what, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, on an iMac. And, and, like, you're just like, oh, shit. And so it's kind of mm-hmm. about that. Like, you know, two brothers that are, it's like the, the you know, it's... I don't know if it's a common theme in, in like, media, but it's definitely a common thing in American households. Like, if you have, like, what the star... Like, okay, the family considers one person the star, and then you're the black sheep, right? Yeah. But then the star gives the black sheep a bone, you know know what I mean, or something? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then, like, that's what that story is. Um, All right. Dave... I think Dave and I watched this movie together, but we definitely recently talked about this. The... um, Bobby from Pentagram, and he's in the documentary Last Days Here. Last Days Here. Yeah. Didn't we bring this up, like, on the last one? Didn't we talk about this? Like, when we were talking about A Star Wars War, and we were talking about musical movies as well. Do you uh, remember this? Are you, are you like talking the... about the Kurt Cobain movie? No, or... no, no. There was a heavy metal band called Pentagram, and the lead singer got into drugs, and he stopped. And then a fan was trying to bring him back from, and, like, book him shows. And... The guy's, like, his parents were taking care of him into his 40s, and, like, he was, like, on methadone, and it's called Last Days Here. I don't think I heard of this at all. Holy shit, man. Like, if you're not too tired, when we're done, you should watch it. Or or it should be on your playlist in the next couple days. Last Days Here. Huh. Anyway, 
I wanted to look up this guy and like see where he is now. And like last year, or no, in 2017, he went to jail for 18 months because he supposedly like attacked his mother, who's like in her 80s or 90s or something crazy. Jeez. And then uh, after that, he's like he's like on tour this month. But I I swear to God, this is a movie we watched together. Uh, I've never seen this. Uh, Are you the wrong binge watcher? (laughs) Like, who did I, who did I watch that? Who knows about this movie? I thought it was you, man. I really thought it was you. Holy crap! I mean, maybe you talked about it. I know we were talking about rock documentaries not too long ago, but I, I haven't seen it. Like this one's like, it's like Anvil times Anvil. Like it's like the to the next level. Like this guy has even less resources. And he's lost all of his other fans, but people have heard about his name, like, in his neighborhood, right? His little tri-county area. His name mm-hmm. gets passed around, because people remember the band or remember this guy. And this one fan shows up, because he's been listening to the guy's, like, demo ta- like tapes that have been passed around or something. Or the one record they managed to cut that's been self-distributed. And he, like, this fan becomes, like, a, like a fan-slash-manager and starts getting this guy shows. Hmm. And then he like starts getting off drugs, starts going to the shows. Then he like starts to relapse. It's a great documentary. Last days I, here. I, I'm look. I've seen the poster. Or, yeah, you know, seen that, but I haven't watched it. Huh. Now here's the other ones, and I don't know if Dave has seen any of any of these. But I th- I mentioned the George Strait thing. Like George Strait didn't write any of his songs and only made half the music. But nobody knows who the guy in the shadows is. His name is Dean Dillon. He's in a movie about his life called uh, Tennessee Whiskey. It's a documentary. I watched it on Netflix. It might still be on Netflix. Um, that's worth taking a look. If you're really into music documentaries, go watch Tennessee Whiskey. Um, there's a movie about Nick Cave. And Nick Cave is like a guy, he's like Mercury. Like, I didn't think he would ever sit down for like intimate interviews or whatever, what have you. Mm. Um, he's in a movie, he's in a documentary about like an album he's working on called One More Time with Feeling. Uh, and that one's pretty good. If you want to learn more about Nick Cave, like the person, as opposed to like this guy that just makes incredible soundtracks. Right. Um, and, well, he's a bunch of albums, but he's he like I said, he's like very mercurial. Um, I, don't, mm. I don't know another word to say that. Just kind of like, his personality is subdued, but his music is, is really intense. Um, and did you ever see Orion, The Man Who Would Be King? Mm-mm. Oh, it's about who they like. They think Elvis had a bastard brother. Like the the dad had another family. You haven't heard about this? I mean, I I know, I know that story. But oh, okay, yeah. So so yeah. So they made a movie about Orion, or Orion's the character, I think, because there's like okay, this lady writes a book, and it's supposedly based on a brother's life and an Elvis-like character. It's not an official biography, and then the guy goes on tour as, as the character in the book. But then people start to find out that he might be the illegitimate son of Elvis's dad, so they're brothers. And then, like, it talks about this guy trying to have his own music career, right? You're not First, talking about the identical, are you? No, no, no. I'm talking about Orion, the man who would be king, is the name of the movie. Came out okay. recently. Hmm. <laughs> the last half of this episode is just, Dave, write these titles down. <laughs> like, uh. Um. Hmm. Then, uh, there's one about Glenn Campbell right before he dies, and he had, like, I think he had Alzheimer's. Yeah. Um, and he, he and his kids that became musicians are helping him go on his last tour, and he's, like, replaying family videos and movies, and, I mean, well, it's, it's, 
they always have these exciting details or there's certain elements that a marketing department will put in a trailer. So this one moment is in the trailer. His current, well, his wife that he, right before he was deceased, he was remarried. They were watching these home videos and he, he was like, who's that? And they're like, oh, that's you, Glenn. That's you in the movie. Ooh. Yeah, that's you with your kids. And like, he was like, you know, couldn't recognize himself. And, uh, I mean, the scene is in the movie. Sometimes when you see these trailers, you know, scenes aren't included. But, um, again, that's up there. The last, the last few that I've mentioned are in, like, my bottom five. Bottom, I mean, like, the lower number is the better number. You know what I mean? Like, right. like top five, like, music documentaries of all time. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So, I mean, if you guys want to watch The Dirt... It's on Netflix, like, right now. It's March in the year of 2019, at least if you're going by the, what is it, the Roman calendar we follow, Dave? What is the... Oh, shoot, what is I the... don't know. <laughs> well, what would you call, uh, what would you call this, a binge now, binge later? Oh, you mean as far as the dirt? Yeah. Well, I mean, you rated it. Uh, I obviously... I if you didn't tell me to watch I... it, I'd probably, I'd probably get to it in, like, three months from now. Honestly. Like, if you weren't, ex- if my friend wasn't excited about it, and then and then watch it so we could talk about it. I would be finding it months later. So for me, it's a binge later. I see. I I think binge now. I don't know. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, one thing I did want to mention is um the guy who plays Ozzy Osbourne in it um may not look identical, but he looked enough like him during that era and did a fucking great job. Listen, uh, I was gonna look up that guy's name, but I forgot to. Sorry, people. I don't know what to tell you. Um, the guy who plays Ozzy Osbourne's great. He's also the guy who plays the Blackjack character in the School of Rock show on Nickelodeon. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I'm fairly certain. Um, I've never seen that show. I know it's yeah. a show, but I've never watched it. All right, Dave, you keep talking while I Google this and see if I can <laughs> confirm that rumor. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I'm in a bunch of uh, horror movie groups on Facebook, because some fan like two years ago made a fan trailer for a fake Netflix show for Nightmare on Elm Street. Somebody found oh. the video, but now people are going nuts. Like it's a like they're gonna make the show this year. Um, oh yeah, I've, I've heard people mumbling about that online. Yeah, yeah. Like today it's blowing up for some reason. I'm like the mo- the, the video is two years old, you know, and like it's clearly labeled fan trailer. You know what I mean? So right. I don't know. I don't know what the hell people think. Really, you know. He's in the fucking dirt. Yeah, <laughs> it's him. He plays Jack Black's character on School of Rock, the TV show, and. He showed up drinking the ants. Yeah. Spoiler alert, he drinks some fucking ants. I got did Ozzy do that? I don't know. According to according Probably. to Well according to Motley Crew he did, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I guess this guy's been around a little while. At least as far back as 2016. I don't have to get on his Instagram. See what the hell he's up to. Hmm. I don't know, I say binge now. I, I enjoyed the dirt. Fuck out. I make no apologies. Although Netflix has like a release like every day now. So, <laughs>